no frown Friday. Come on, get smiley. If I throw it your way, throw it back my way. Even if you get cut off on the highway, don't frown, put your finger down, it's Friday. It's a no frown Friday. Come on, get smiley. If I throw it your way, throw it back my way. Even if you get cut off on the highway, don't frown, put your finger down, it's Friday. Guard your heart, guard your eyes. Words that my wife and I say often to our kids. Why? Because from your heart flows springs of life, and what you choose to gaze upon absolutely influences your mind and how you view yourself, others, and the world around you. You're listening to the Matt and Beth Show. Welcome to season number two. Matt and Beth have been hibernating, and now they're filled up with honey and peanut butter and ready to take over the podcast world. Or maybe just take a nap. It's the Matt and Beth Show, dog. She's back. Beth Swihart. Beth! Matt, how are you? Beth, how are you? I Matt, I basically haven't seen you the whole summer. Uh, no, June was pretty much, you know, a month of driving my kids around to all the different places and all the different things. And August was basically Branson and then working at a food truck at the fair. What is it like to work in a food truck at the fair? It's a blast, and if you are interested, give me a call. <laughs> Is that to fill in for your spot or to help? If you're like a super fun and somebody that would be cool to hang out with for 10 straight days, give me a call. Sweet. I will say, so those are my highlights of the summer. A big part of my summer, though, was my dad did have a, a brain injury, so he was in a car accident. He got a concussion, which ultimately led to a brain bleed and then was in the ICU. It was this whole thing. It was very scary. It was exhausting, and we just didn't honestly know what he was going to be like coming out of it. He they he had to do a full like brain surgery, and then try to figure out you know he you know just all the symptoms and side effects are these side effects from a surgery or is this like who's who he is right now? So I'm super thankful to say you know God is so good and faithful, and He's good and faithful either way. Right. I just feel like it was His kindness to us that He did bring my dad back. My dad's home. He's um, has minimal outpatient therapy that he's still doing. Um, but for the most part, he's home and he's well, and we're just so grateful. God Another was very one of God's kind miracles. to us. Yeah, absolutely. Truthfully. So that was right in the middle of the summer. So I just feel like my summer is like a blur of driving kids lost the month of, you know, the month of July was all this stuff with my dad. And then now just like race to get kids back to school. And work at the fair. You said something. You said that God's good regardless. Mm -hmm. If it would have gone the other way, God forbid. Mm -hmm. God forbid that they did and it didn't. Right. But if it would have, have you ever had any bouts with God or would you have any bouts with God? Could you imagine having that why, why, why? Is that something that you've gone through before? You know, I have, in, in this type of situation, I've not lost someone that close to me. Right. So, I mean, I think questioning and anger are you know, what are the, the stages of grief? Right. And so I think that those, whether you have a faith background or not, those are part of your grief journey. Mine might be directed towards God or doctors or whoever, but I think that it, there's a very natural, there's all these stages that you go through and you weave in and out of them. So I think even having a faith in God, you know, when you lose somebody close to you, I mean, I can't imagine not questioning. questioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't say that I've ever been really angry at God, 
but I've questioned, like, I know your word says that you, your plans are better than mine, but I thought my plans are really good. Right. And I'm not really sure why that didn't work. And this is my plan that was going to happen with my dad. And this is what our plans were for next summer. And this Mm -hmm. is what they are for the rest of our life. And I planned all that out. God, what did you do? Yeah. But to be able to see that when people hear that, they hear that God is good. And then they see something that would be bad in our worldly view. And of course, emotionally, of course, and we're, everyone would be sad. We'd be heartbroken if your dad was gone. Mm-hmm. But to be able to see that God is still good and to really, 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 really mean that, you really, really, really mean that. I do. And I I, I just know because I, I mean, my whole family just felt the prayers and the support of the people around us, people who know my dad, who love my dad, people who have a faith in Jesus because of my dad. And just people literally across the globe that were praying for him. And so, you know, frankly, if you don't have those kind of relationships, if you're not involved in a local church, like actually living out community in a local church, I don't know how you get through stuff like that. Alone. I know, like for us, I never once felt alone. And honestly, I felt like my faith was stronger because of the people around me. I mean, there were days that were sitting in the ICU for hours and I get to the end of the day and I'm like, I don't know if I actually even prayed today, you know, like I'm just like talking to doctors and talking to family and, you know, hugging and crying and, and all those things. And then I got to the end of the day and it was just like, but I had such a confidence that he was being prayed for by people. I just literally felt like we were being lifted up and, and just held and taken care of. So I didn't question God at all because I saw how real he was through the people in my life. So true. And truthfully, I don't want to put all of that on everybody else, right? So there are people who, um, you know, if you don't lean into relationships, so maybe you're a part of a church or you're a part of some kind of community group or um, support group or something, but if you're not like committed to them and you're not showing up when they're in the hospital, you're not showing up with food, you know, let's not put it all on them. But like, I'm not saying you build relationships with people so that when things are hard, you have people with you, but it's just one of those things that just showed, you know, my dad has visited so many people in the hospital yeah. and he has, you know, been there for people in their deepest, darkest moments. And, and he has leaned into those relationships and it showed, I mean, it really, it, it really showed. So that's my plug for, you know, find your people, just find your people and be committed to them. And, and you know, like I said, I never once felt alone. You're listening to Matt and my mom. This is the Matt and Beth show. Bye, everybody. Check, check, check. One more time. Check. There we go. That was a good one. Oh, that'll wake you up. The Matt and Beth show. The Matt and Beth show. The Matt and Beth show. That was a good one. Yeah. Perfect. (laughs) Trying to scare you. Beth, welcome back. Thank you. So we're kicking off season two, and I've learned something really big time. I just need to kick off the show by telling you something about sleep. Okay. Sleep's been a big issue of mine. I went to the sleep study place, had a sleep study done. They told me I needed a CPAP, got the CPAP, put it on my face. How do you sleep with something covering your face the entire time and and breathing air down your throat? Mm -hmm. It takes a while. And if you've known anybody with a CPAP, it takes a while, but they say it changes your life. Well, I didn't use it. Then I went back mm. to the CPAP store, and then they charged me 145 bucks. And then I was just like in spite. I was like, I'm not even going to use it now. It costs too much money. Re- really stick it to All them. All <laughs> right. I'll show them big government. <laughs> so instead, what I tried to do is uh, I said, I'm going to stop eating so much sugar. Yes. And I know you stop eating or drinking caffeine at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I always thought that was so silly. 
but I've stopped drinking caffeine like no after way. four o'clock in the Are afternoon. You serious? Yeah, and I none. Depends on what I'm doing, but a okay. lot less. I mean, okay. I wouldn't even think about it before. I'd just bust into a can. It didn't matter if it was 8 o'clock at night or whenever. Yeah. Grab a thing of peanut butter and chocolate chips. Didn't matter when. It could be 2 o'clock in the morning. I knew that was an issue anyway, so that was a cutback. But I was like, man, I just need to do this for my health. But I've realized, duh, if you cut sugar out at mm-hmm. night especially... And you do it consistently for like a week. Yeah, you're gonna sleep so much better. I like sleep through the so night. Good. No way. I'm not kidding through you. Through the night. Through the night. And I say this because I'm like these little things. I could cut sugar out at night, even if it's after three o'clock. I stop eating sugar, or after five o'clock, I stop eating sugar, or have caffeine not after five o'clock. Yeah. And I've noticed this huge result in my sleep, and I'm waking up like less in the night because I'm not drinking as much pop. Right. And I'm not drinking as much. And maybe have a glass of water before bed. But I'm not waking up to go to the bathroom. I'm sleeping through the night. And I give it to sugar. And not to the 10 melatonin I took. Because if you take multiple <laughs> melatonin, just because your kid takes one and falls asleep, you're like, oh, well, I'm about 10 times your size. I better take 10. Oh, 10 no. of them will do the opposite effect and keep you up with, like, restless leg all night. Just FYI. <laughs> it's the complete opposite effect. You take melatonin? I do take melatonin. You do. How I, do many? I do melatonin gummies. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you do? Yeah. Um, well, I do 10 milligrams, so it's <clears throat> two gummies. Right. It's not 10 gummies. But but everybody needs different amounts of melatonin, although I think I think 10 is probably more than anybody needs. I, I think 10 milligrams is about the max. Well, I did recommend. 100 then because I think we have 10 milligrams actually. Right. Right. So maybe that wasn't good for my body at all, right? It, I think maybe it wasn't because melatonin is something that's like naturally produced in your body, right? right? That like controls your... I don't know. I, I shouldn't try to use science words. Your, I shouldn't. Your Acadia rhythm or Circadian, something. Circadian. Yes. Uh, yes. That, don't so it's about- already there, but like, so maybe I need a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I need 10 milligrams because I don't have enough, but Sean might need zero or he might need a few. You know, so as I think when you're trying to learn how much melatonin you should take, it's kind of a process, but it, it typically is not a handful. Usually not a <laughs> handful. We they're have, so good. Those gummies are good, they're though. So good. We have fiber gummies too, and mm. so I'll take a few of those fiber gummies. Sometimes just when I'm hungry. Yeah. Just for the heck of it. Uh-huh. How's in. that feel? A couple hours later. Really, really good. <laughs> and then I'm hungry again. We're listening to the Matt and Beth show. I want to play a game. Let's, Let's play do a game. Fun. Let's play a fun game. What game okay. do you want to play? What's a fun game to play? What's a fun game we haven't played in a while? Do you want to play? Do you want to play five and five? Sure. No, you don't. That's not my favorite game. What's your favorite game? I don't know. Kayla, we got to come up with it. (laughs) Okay, you know what game I love? Hmm. Do you hate it? (laughs) I love Mad Gab. Do you know that game? Explain it. Okay, so... But I, we can't really play it on the podcast, so it's probably not worth even Still, talking I want to know about. You can now. delete all this if you want, uh, but uh. it's just those little cards that I would read to my teammates, and I they would have a phrase on a card that sent. Here's a Mad Gab example. Okay, cool. Like I would say it. You're trying to guess it. Wander her womb hen. Wander who? Wander her womb hen. Wander her womb hen. Wander her room hen. It's Wonder Woman. Okay. <laughs> but see how it's like four different words that you put them together. We could play this. That you're trying to. We could play this on the podcast. Right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, let's do it. Okay. So uh, basically you're going to do that to me and then I have to guess what it is. Why don't we set up a timer? No, let's 30 do seconds, this. What are we going to do? Uh, 
Yeah, we're we're gonna play together though. Let's okay. see how many we can get. Um, but you read them, okay, and scroll up here. Yeah, and you just read them as is, okay. and I'm gonna try to figure out what they are Much as you better. read them because we're in this together, Matt. We're starting a new season. Yeah, this is. Are we? Can we do this together as a team? Okay. I mean, I love a good competition. And we can pick an MVP afterwards, but but you just says, come on, I us together. You're setting yourself up for success here because you know yeah. you're good at this part, I right? love this you're game like, so much. Wandering woman, Matt, is not what it is. It's Wonder Woman. Could you take my phone I and know. let me be the other person? Get ready for it. You ready? Okay. Up he such ease. Up he such ease. A piece of cheese. Oh, my gosh. You're really good. Mar thus do hurt. Martha Mar- Stewart. Oh, my gosh. Up he such ease. A piece, a piece of cheese. cheese. I just did that one. Sorry. <laughs> How'd you get it twice? Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Oh my gosh. Okay. Do you hear it? No. <laughs> I'm having such problems with this. Hype bleed dinner scent. Hi, say it again. Hype bleed dinner scent. I plead innocent. Oh, oh. Wow. Like what? What's it, what happens in your brain? Why does it? Why does it connect to this so well? I, I really mean that. See, isn't this game so fun and frustrating? I think this game is so fun, and Sean does not oh, think this game is. fun. Is he not very good at it? He should be on my team. Is he? Is he not very he good? at He should be on my team. What does that mean? If he's on my team, then he wins. Then right. he would like it. Right, but but like, so do you think that it's something in your brain that works differently than yes. other people's? Yes, I agree. Yes. Abe, who beat rap? A booby trap. Oh, ladies oh, and gentlemen. The Matt and Beth Show. So Wham Bam Meal in the Pan is just one thing. Catering, if you've got a wedding, you've got a big event, you've got uh, a staff that you're supposed to feed, and they don't want any more pizza. Ugh, another pizza at another meeting. Let's kill that. Or no more subs. I don't, okay. We don't want sub sandwiches. None of that. None we don't of want that. pizza. So what kind of stuff do you have, and how many people can you feed? So people love the like just the variety that we can do. We can do Italian. We can do Mexican. Uh, baked potato bars have been really popular right now, but people love our chicken, some type of starchy. There are potatoes, cheesy rice, mashed potatoes, brown rice, um, and then roasted vegetables, salad. You know, that that's right around 10 to 12 bucks per person. We mm. can do buffet style. We can do individually packaged. We've gotten really good since COVID to be able to do individually packaged. So we've done up to, we did Duncan Aviation, which was like 1,400 meals. Wow. Individually packaged. Needs to be at least minimum five hundred dollars for custom caterings, but if you email me, give me seventy two hours notice, I can usually pair it up. If you're willing to piggyback off what we're already doing for somebody else, minimum order is like a hundred bucks. Unless if it's under hundred, it's like a delivery fee of fifteen. Yeah. So if it's over one hundred and fifty, I believe it's free delivery, and that usually starts at eight fifty a meal. Okay. So like if you were ordered today, uh, your staff or your team would have got you know our lemon. Basil chicken, olive oil, uh, brown rice or parsley potatoes, and then roasted veggies. Yum. And they're all good because we had for dinner tonight. <laughs> yeah. Boy, that's what's so great. It's like, oh, it's hey, so you need me to come over? Cool. I'll provide dinner. Oh, it's so good. My man, Aaron Young, Chef Off Chef, Wham Bam, Meal in a Pan, catering and meals for your family. Forget cooking tonight. Wham Bam, Meal in a Pan.com. That's all you got to do is get a hold of them and, uh, and forget about making dinner. Anger is not a gift, right? Right? I mean, I don't... Oh, I thought we were going to play a game. We are. <laughs> so let's ask hard questions. Okay, let me ask you okay, a hard question. Okay, here's the thing yeah, about yeah, yeah, anger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
there's a verse in the Bible that says, in your anger, do not sin. Yes. There's a difference though. Is anger sin, right? So there's a verse that says, in your anger, do not sin. So it's not in that moment saying that your anger is sin. It's saying the actions that you take, maybe the words you speak or the um, negative thoughts you think towards that person that you're angry about. That's what the Bible is saying. Don't sin when you're feeling those feelings of anger. Right. Don't you so feel that's like- not a sin, but in other places it says rid yourselves of anger because I don't think anger regularly produces good things. Right. I mean, there are, there are things in the world that, um, you know, human trafficking that should make us angry or we should, you know what I'm saying? Like we should feel gross about that. Right. That should make us angry. But if I just like let myself feel angry, it's not producing anything good. Right. Maybe that initial anger causes me to go like volunteer at an organization that's fighting against it. And that's a good thing. But to just have anger like regularly floating around right. my brain space isn't healthy. It's not helping you or anybody, right? Right. And it doesn't. No. And Brant Hansen talks about it, though. He says there's something like that exact example. And he says that we don't need to be angry. We need to take action. Because yes. when we get angry, usually it results in something that's not the same productivity as if we were looking at it in a different standpoint. Because I know that when I get angry, everything else shuts down. Yeah. Everything that's going to be productive, everything that's going to lead to good fruit, everything that's going to be non-sinful. I mean, I'm leaning towards everything that's bad. I want to think negative thoughts. I want to blame it on that person. I want to take it out on them mentally. And all of that happens in anger, sometimes subconsciously. I'm not even thinking about it. So as much as I can get to that point of like not getting to an angry point, even if it's a frustration, then praying, going through the process. Because I know that if I uh, ignore, ignore, ignore annoyance, frustrations, whatever else are going on, it's going to come out in something that's going to be bad. But I've got a few steps till I get to that last spot of anger of whatever that is. But when I'm there, nothing good comes from it for me. Nothing good comes from it specific to that relationship. But I think then you start to just every other relationship in your life. It's like this one person has done something that has made me so angry. And now I don't even have grace for these other people. They didn't do anything to me. They just didn't look at me you know, with a huge smile on their face. And I'm automatically like, I'm annoyed at them now. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's, you know, why the Bible would say, rid yourself of anger. Like ultimately, like try to do what it takes to not dwell on those feelings because it affects everything. And everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Oh, hold on, buddy. I got to get you on the right thing here. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Where am I hearing him? It's yeah. Not my head. Here Hello? we go. Hello. Hello. <gasps> there he is. <laughs> Madit, he is a friend of ours, not only from church, but just in life in general. Your family is just unbelievably beautiful and your children are cute. And let's talk about one of your children, your child, and you are doing a walk and a fundraiser for him. Let's talk about that. Yes. So uh, my eldest, uh, Isaiah, is going to actually be four here uh, at the end of the month, August 28th. And it was a um, it was a first diagnosis uh, when he was born. And it, it really, just, you know, of course, when you when you're expecting a child, you just wish that. No matter what, you wish it's healthy. You know, you want to wish a healthy baby. 
Um, but we, yeah, so we were blessed with a child with Down syndrome. And with that, there's just a little bit of different things that it takes for him a little bit, of, you know, a little bit of extra time to get used to. So, you know, example as walking, you know, um, you know, he didn't walk until almost two years old. But, you know, it's just those milestones that, you know, that the guy, you know, that God just sets for us that we just keep breaking down. So, um, you know, so it's it's not anything to be afraid of, but, you know, it is it is a challenge for sure because there's just so much different things that we got to run into. And, you know, he's, you know, there's, there's just small things, but, you know, again, he's a blessing, you know, so he is, he is a completely healthy baby. Um, you know, we're, like I said, we're still behind on certain things, but that's, that's, that's just part of the game. So, um, I started a chocolate removal business, um, about two years ago and I went full time into it, uh, what, maybe three months ago or so. <laughs> and it's, it's been a blessing, but you know, with the walk coming up here in, um, October 7th is when the walk is, um, I decided this year that I want to pretty much, you know, put those two together, you know, the, the, the you know, the association, the Down syndrome association of Nebraska and even my business trying to help out as much as possible in the community. Um, by giving back. So I want to be able to pretty much pick up any kind of metal, um, everything except, I got this confirmed, but a- anything except microwaves. Oh. Um, oh. So, so, yeah, so anything except microwaves we can pick up, and anything that we pick up will go completely 100% to the, to the association of Nebraska, down to the association of Nebraska. You're picking up people's things that they don't want yep. anymore and taking yep. them away from them. And that's helping out your cause. That is helping out the cause. Yep. And like I said, everything metal wise will go to the, the downstairs association. Now, unfortunately I just got rid of my basketball hoop, but you would take an old basketball hoop, wouldn't you? I would, I would take that basketball hoop that you've been having there for a couple of years. <laughs> oh, we've been talking about it forever. You really just got rid of it. <laughs> bring it back. If you're listening and you have Matt's basketball hoop, please bring it back for Isaiah, for his team. For Isaiah, yep, yep. So, so yeah, um, so everything will go to the association, but, it's you know, again, it's a fundraiser, so each team can have a each, – each group can have their own team. So there is going to be a Isaiah team. Um, so, you know, there's, there's some small awards that we get if we raise so much money, but, you know, we're just going to set a small goal, probably maybe, maybe even $2,500. Um, and we're just going to try to meet that goal. And if we go over and beyond that, that would be lovely. But again, nothing, you know, we're not putting anything, anything, anything into our pockets. Everything's all going to the Downstairs Association of Nebraska. I love it, Madit. I love how creative this is. Like Matt, Beth, like Matt said, I almost said like Beth said. I, that's me. I'm Beth. You're Matt. Like Matt yeah, said, you're, this you're leading it. You're leading it, you're oh, yeah. it towards yourself again. <laughs> like, but like he said, you know, this isn't just hey, dig deep in your pockets, asking people for money. It's really it's helping people out. And all it costs them is just drag your stuff out to the curb that you need to get rid of just, anyway. Yeah, so, drag, it, drag it out to the curb. And then I guess if we need to go and pull it out, we can. Um, but I'm trying to avoid that. But, you know, I guess I feel, I feel some days I feel younger than others. So, <laughs> so it, just, it just, just depends on the day. <laughs> but now, Madit, if they wanted to get a hold of you for junk removal or if they really did just want to make a donation to Isaiah's team, how would they do that? So there's a couple of different ways. Um, there's a flyer going around social media. If you run into that flyer, there's a QR code on that flyer. If you can manage to take a picture, uh, that would go straight. That would go straight to his, uh, you scan that QR code, it'll go straight to his fundraiser team. 
Um, you can contact me by calling me on my cell phone, uh, 402-217-5798, or you can reach us through our email, or you can go to our website, um, any curbside uh, junk removal on, on all social media platforms. Any curbside junk removal anywhere on social media, you can find you there. We'll also link that up, yep. and we'll put that up on our Facebook and Instagram, uh, The Matt and Beth Show, and you can see it there. And help out wherever you can. If it's a little bit amount and you want to just give, cool. If you got stuff to get rid of, this is the time to do it, too. So get a hold of Madit. Once again, the phone number, 402-217-5798. And we appreciate you for what you do, and I know that this is going to uh, hopefully gain a lot of money, not just from for your team, but everybody's team too. Yep, yep. God bless. Thank you guys so much. You're listening to Matt and my mom. This is the Matt and Beth Show. So this morning I'm running around. Having hey. daughters is an interesting thing, especially when they share your hair products because I was just looking for something to put in my hair. Mm-hmm. And couldn't find it. So I'm running around, running around, running around, up and down the stairs, up and down the stairs. So we have, we have like a split level that goes like five stairs that lead to like all these different, like. It's like a tri-level, right? It's yeah. it's not split. It's One, like two, multi-level. Three, three multi- four, yeah, five, yeah, yeah. six, right. a bunch of them. So, but the stairs aren't that long, but when you get on them and you forget something downstairs, like down here in the studio that I have to go back upstairs into my bedroom, it turns into exercise. Oh, it just man. does. What is that like? I don't know. Exercise? I don't know what that is. 14 steps. Oh, yeah, maybe 14 steps. Yeah, you do that twice, though. That's like 20-something. Yeah. So I'm running up and down the stairs, up and down the stairs. Ah, I forgot something. I never fall down the stairs. Never fall down the stairs. (laughs) But as you remember, something that happens to me quite often is I fall upstairs. And you think Never when I'm there to see it, though. You've never seen it. No. Oh, we were at the same Huster game. hear about it later. I know. Unfortunately, I was in the... I wanted your fall to be up the stadium stairs where we oh. had a, like a front row seat. Yeah, that would But bad. you did it in the stairs that were around the corner. And you remember that story. I was walking I love up that the story. stairs with <laughs> pops underneath Eight arms. Pops, and popcorn. Popcorn. And candy bars. Stuffed in pants. I had a 44-ounce <laughs> DMD in my hand that was not going to fall. <laughs> no. So when I fell and everything else went flying and everyone looked at me and then just continued to walk by as I'm standing in front of... I mean, just a group of people getting concessions. Mm-hmm. Fall the stairs. <laughs> Cement, though, feels a lot worse on those elbows, man. Uh-huh. Get that toe caught underneath the stair. Uh-huh. Just, oh, just... I was hurt, and I walked away from Did that one. Did you go one. see the trainer after that? I thought about it. Yeah. It's too hurt. Couldn't <laughs> even get there. So falling upstairs has been something that's been a thing of mine that I've been trying right. So let's to get do. back to this morning. So this morning, up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, and then I go back to go back up, and I completely halfway up the stairs slip. <laughs> and it's always that right foot that just slips. And then I fell, because you just fall forward, and I went pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And I fell forward, and I just... I hit the ground and then I felt it in my wrist. I felt it in my elbow, felt it in my arm, and I was in a very awkward position. You fall at this age. After 30, if you fall, it doesn't it feel does, the same. It doesn't. It doesn't. You see little kids run around the soccer field, they fall down, they get back up and go kick a goal. And you're right. like, that would, I'd be feeling that for three days. You used to dive for baseballs when oh, I would play no, baseball. Yeah. Any more of that, you just wouldn't get up. You'd have broken mm-hmm, bones. You'd just mm-hmm. have issues. So when you fall like that, you're like, oh. I got back up. I feel like a million bucks. I know how to fall upstairs now properly. I know how to do it. Yeah. So anytime I fall upstairs, there's no injury. I just know what I'm doing now. I just know how to do it. I've done it so many times. From life experience. Right. Okay. Do you want me to teach you? No, I'm good. All right. So here's what I want to know about your Branson trip, because the only thing I know about your Branson trip is what Sean said when he was, oh, wait, you weren't there that morning. Maybe, oh. What did he say? He said, my wife is crazy. He said, 
Have you guys seen my arm? I've got a big old raspberry on it. <laughs> I still have one. He's got a bruise because you. It's a, a rug burn. Rug, there's no rugs involved. I did not bruise him. The water is where he was. <laughs> and you're going in circles, I guess, with the gas completely floored and spinning around trying to throw everybody off of these things. And I'm like, okay. I've seen Beth drive a minivan. Put her on a boat. What's that look Stop. like? What? I'm I am saying. a fine minivan driver. Sure. I feel like you've painted this picture of me that's unfair. Hmm. But on a boat, that's fun. So we we went to Branson with our friends. We had this whole, you know, boat day planned. Bo rented a boat, and uh, we just got to go along for the ride, literally. So we crammed as many people as we could on this boat and just pulled I say just kids, but it wasn't kids. It was all the people. We pulled on the tube all day That's long. So cool. Only took a break when they were jumping off cliffs. And at one point in the day, it was like, it's time for Sean and Bo to get on this tube. And I'm the only other driver. Mm. So Were you waiting for that moment? Well, yeah, yeah I was duh. ready to throw them. Right, right. Yeah. And that's what you're supposed to do when they're on there, especially that's the when grown-ups get on there. Yeah. So I'm driving it, and, you know, I'm kind of weaving in and out. You know, you get them kind of out of the way to one side, and then I was, like, trying to turn it and get them to go the other direction. And my friend's dad, uh, Mr. B, just said, just turn it, just hold it, just hold it, just hold it, just keep holding it. So I've got it floored and I'm just holding it one direction and we are just going in one circle. So they get out of the wake and you know how you, while you're out of that wake, like you are kind of holding on, but they were just, you know, putting all that weight on that elbow and like holding on, like I got, they got off and their forearms were just like bulging and tightened up i mean they couldn't sean couldn't like squeeze his fingers you are so proud of yourself mr b in the back i (laughs) I, i'll take the credit i'll take the blame because i was the driver he was like hold it hold it hold it (laughs) can we describe mr b real quick cutest grandpa you've ever seen in your whole life with a southern accent so cute i love him i need some good news Wrap up is brought to you by Dr. Bo and his crew at Trendy Chiropractic at 31st and O Street. Get in there if you're feeling kind of funky, maybe your back is a little off, maybe you've never been to a chiropractor before. Get in and see Dr. Bo, trinitychiro.com. Here's Beth with your wrap up. Well, we talk a lot about community, and I don't know about you, but after a summer of just going a million different directions, I am ready to get back into my routine this fall. And part of my routine is community and prioritizing getting together with people who are important to me. And I love this verse in the Bible. You know, I talked about my dad this summer, all the people around me, the community around me that just took care of us when my dad was in the hospital and going through some difficult things. And I said, I don't know how people without this community do it. And I truly don't. There's a verse in the Bible that says, let's see how inventive we can be in encouraging love and helping out. Let's see how creative we can be in loving people and taking care of needs. And sometimes it's a, it's a, bringing somebody a meal. Sometimes it is sending an encouraging text, but let's be creative about it. Let's not just get so caught up in the stuff we're doing that we're not creative in the way that we're finding ways to love people. But it goes on to say, don't neglect meeting together. And that's just to me, the most practical application when it comes to community, don't neglect meeting together. If you are a part of your 
homeowners association, like be at those meetings, be a part of it, be in the neighborhood, be meeting people, don't neglect meeting together. And super practically, if you are a part of a faith community or you are looking for that, don't neglect being there. If they're gathering on Sunday mornings, be in the room. If they're getting together on Wednesday nights, if there are other groups that are possible for you to join, don't neglect it. And while you're there, look for creative and inspirational, inventive ways that you can show love to other people. I'm Beth, and that's your wrap up. I need some good news, baby. Give it to me. Give it to me. When we recognize our unsurprising fallenness and keep our eyes joyfully open for the glorious exceptions, we're much less offendable. Much less offendable. Offendable. Why? Because that's the thing about gratitude and anger. They can't coexist. They can't coexist. It's one or it's one or the other. One or the other. One, one, one drains the very life from you. The other fills your life with wonder. Fills your life with wonder. Choose wisely. Wisely. Wisely.